I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, in this episode, we are covering how to get more new patients in the next one to two weeks without a marketing budget, without ad spend, without lifting a finger. Let's get into it today, a little bit of a marketing component. And this would be for a practice that already has an existing past patient list. Let's get right into it. Obviously, you can do paid ads, Google ads, Facebook ads, all of that. The biggest thing that I see colleagues, practice owners, friends, other therapists not doing is staying in touch with their previous patients, their patients or clients that they've had six months ago, two years ago, whatever it might be. And so the biggest thing that is the low-hanging fruit here is to reactivate previous patients. The best way to reactivate previous patients, or at the very least, even if not reactivating them, it's touching base with them. It's checking in with them. And there's a whole host of ways to do it. Some manually that takes more time, some automated with takes some technology or some software. All those things can help. It certainly depends on where you're at with what you have structured, what type of tools and things you're using. If you're using someone like Chad Koontz, a physical therapist who now is helping practice owners with automation and follow-up emails and follow-up texts and building out things like high-level and, and all that type of stuff, then a lot easier for you. So let's get into it really quick. Reactivating previous patients, touching base with them. How do you do it? Well, obviously, there's a few ways. Text message, email, phone call, or paper letter or paper mailers. Also, there's ringless voicemails, which is a little bit more uh, on the tech side of things where you don't have to lift a finger and do any of that. But let's say you have a few hundred or a few thousand previous patients. You should absolutely be sending them something. And whether it's a paper mailer every quarter or a couple times a year, whether it's like a newsletter in the mail, I would say that the newsletters over email don't do as well. But texting or communicating, emailing with previous patients, just touching base. At the very least, it should be, you know, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, how's the back pain or is your back 100%? We're going to get into a few questions, a few phrases. But the reason that this is important for these previous patients is they probably want to hear from you. Why wouldn't they want to hear from you? But they also already know, like, and trust you. They've already worked with you. Either they came to your practice if you're a brick and mortar office, or you came to them if you're mobile or concierge. And so there's already a lot of a lot of relationship built, a lot of rapport built. There's already the trust and authority built there. So touch base with them. For example, recently, and I'm trying to, you know, really minimize the amount of patients I'm seeing and really working on the business and, and working on partnering with other businesses. But a few days ago, I left a voicemail to a previous patient and it was her birthday. I actually missed the birthday by a few days. I put it on my calendar, which Chad Koontz and others can help you out with, with technology and, and they'll get They'll send those patients a text message or email directly. But anyway, I don't get anything out of it if you, if you contact him. So I contacted a pre previous patient and left her a voicemail about her birthday. And I know that's going to go a long way, even if they never decide to work with us ever again, or if they move out of the area, whatever. I mean, it's still going to come back and um, they're still going to you know sing your praises and, and tell other friends and family or other people in the area about your service. And that's how that's the loop of getting more new patients in the next one to two weeks. 
many times with this reactivation sequence, whether it's you plan it out or if you have an Excel spreadsheet or you have a list through your electronic medical record, if you just contact your previous patients, ideally it works better when you're saying something which is condition specific. So if they previously had low back pain and you evaluated, you treated their back pain, you helped resolve their back pain and they overcame it. Now they're six months discharged or it's been one year or whatever. They would most likely love to hear from you. So you just check in about their back, like, hey, or the thing that they wanted to get back to, like, hey, are you able to get back to CrossFit or how is CrossFit going? Or you were looking to travel to Europe for a few weeks, like, how did that go? Or how is the lead up going? Or how's the how's your knee mobility or your back pain or your shoulder or whatever the case may be? So it's going to take a little bit more time if you're doing it manually with things like manual text messages, manual emails. But of course, It'll become more efficient if you're using technology, but you don't even need the technology. You just need your past patient list of patients and clients, send them a text message, send them an email, and just touch base with them. Although this should just be natural, like you know, physical therapists, OTs, PCs, SLPs, whatever. These are just things that is just good, good for relationships, good for business, just touching base with them. So asking them things that they care about, it's not so much of like, hey, I have a, an opening on my calendar for next week or at Tuesday at 3.30. Should I put you on the calendar or do you need a tune-up visit or maintenance visit or whatever? Always lead with questions about them and what they care about. So either it's, are you 100%? Is your back pain 100%? Are you back to CrossFit? Or are you back to running your three miles a day? Or are you back to yoga or Pilates or whatever the thing that they care about? Asking them, leading with them, things that they care about. If you remember their spouse's name, their dog or cat's name, whatever, obviously you want to insert that in. And of course, it's going to take a little bit more time, but those are the types of things that those people care about. That's what will get them to respond. And if they have some issue with their neck, let's just say they woke up a couple of days ago with their their neck as painful or stiff or whatever, and they might not have even considered taking action on it. But if they were to get a text or an email from you because you discharged them or you graduated their plan of care three months ago, six months ago, or a year ago, whatever, that might be just enough for them to take action and say, actually my back is fine or my shoulder is is resolved, but actually I'm dealing with some neck pain or discomfort or migraines or headaches or whatever. So I'm dealing with this new thing. And yeah, actually, now that you reached out, like, why don't I schedule a visit? Why don't I schedule an evaluation? Or it's that same patient saying like, yeah, like my back was doing well for a while. It resolved and my home exercise program was great and I was doing it every other day or whatever. But then a new type of sensation in my, in my back just came up. So maybe I should have you look at that. Or or um, actually, it was doing well, and then I had a regression, and I didn't reach out to you. But now that you contacted me over email or text message or whatever it is, that might be enough for them to take action and, and actually reactivate themselves back in your practice so that you're providing that value for them. And then you are getting these new potential cases, these new evaluations back on your calendar in the next one to two weeks. So anytime that a therapist or practice has a a dry spell, so everyone's different, but a lot of therapists, like for example, in August, a few months from now, it'll usually be slower. People go away, they travel, whatever. So you could prepare some of these communication touch points for like the first week of September, or maybe do it in the next month or two, because maybe this whole summer is your slow period or your slow time, for example. So, um, the thing with reactivating the patients, again, they already know, like, and trust you. And they already, you already got results for them. Like, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to have someone on your communication list to text or email if they had a horrible experience. Like, obviously, you're going to remove them, like, or it didn't work out or, or or if they were just like, 
if they were unprofessional as a patient, if they were like rude or whatever, like obviously you're not going to be texting or emailing them or, or contacting them anymore. So obviously this is like your previous patients and clients that they love your service. They saw the value. They came for their visits. They put in the work. They sang your praises. They referred other friends or family to you. And you got results for them. They got the results. They felt the results of what you offer. And so, and they've also already spent money with you. So whether it's the copay, the co, the co-insurance, out of network, in network, whatever it might be, private pay services, whatever it might be, if they already paid out of pocket or if they paid you for some type of therapy services, then obviously that type of person will be more likely to pay in the future. So in the next one or two weeks, if they were to be reactivated, they already paid in the past. And obviously those types of patients, clients, customers, whatever it might be, they'll be more likely to do business with you, work with you again in the future, again, because they already know, like, and trust you. So those are some of the things you can say on the text messages, emails, or even phone calls or the ringless voicemails, whatever it might be, or in your newsletter, you could have some call to action in there. And some things like, is your back hundred percent? Hope all is well, whatever, but always, always end it with a question. So end of the text, end of the email. The last sentence should always be a question. So I like to keep it very short, but you could say, you know, hey, hope all is well with you, your family, your spouse, your dog, your your trips, your work, your whatever it might be. You can insert a little bit of the personal stuff, but then ask them about their situation. So are you 100%? Are you pain-free? Is your back 100% question mark? Is your shoulder 100% question mark? Because that gives them the opportunity. If they do reply, they might say something like, yeah, like my back's 95%. All as well. Thanks for touching base. All right, great. That's wonderful. And then that gives you the way for your team. If you're doing automated text messages or sequence of text messages or manually or email or whatever, if they're 95% or if they're 85% and they're doing well and they're good on their own, that would give you an in right there to ask for a review if they have not already written a Google review or Yelp review for your practice. Obviously, the reviews, Google reviews, the Yelp reviews, all those types of things can also be automated with email and text follow-up, just reminders of like, once they had the good experience, the good results, et cetera, gives them the call to action to actually share online if they haven't. And if they have not already, that would be your place right there. Oh, great. You know, your back's 95%. Continue with your home exercise program. Let me know if you have any questions with with progressing or regressing your home exercise program, whatever. And since you're 95% and you're doing so well on your own, I noticed that you had previously said, that you would write us a Google review or Yelp review. And I noticed that, you know, you got busy, maybe you got busy and we all get busy and, and it's not up there or I, we haven't seen you submit it, or maybe you submitted it and there was some tech glitch or something with Google. But anyway, I would love for you to share, you know, your results, your outcome, your experience online so that other people can see it. Other people in the community can see what's possible and they can trust in our practice a little bit more because of your words, because of your experience of you sharing your experience and your results on a Google review or Yelp review or whatever. Another question could be something like, are you and your family member dealing with any back pain this month? Or in the last 30 days, have you or your family members, or just you directly, in the past 30 days, have you dealt with any knee pain or discomfort? It could be knee pain or in the last 30 days, have you had any knee pain with squatting, walking, standing, or going up or down stairs? one question. And if they don't answer, you know, it's fine. And then you could reach out to them later in a few weeks or a few months or whatever. But the people that actually have had knee pain in the last month or two will qualify themselves. They'll 
reach out, they'll, they'll respond to the text or the email or et cetera. They'll reply to that because you just ask them something direct that actually fits their situation. Okay, so that's number one of the how to get more new patients in the next one to two weeks without a marketing budget, without any paid ads. Number two, fairly straightforward, touching base with referral partners, any referral sources. This is obvious with like physicians and all that, but I want to go a different route for this episode. Talking about local businesses. So asking local businesses if they're running any promotions, any specials, if they're running anything right now, or if they're planning to run anything in the near future. And if you want, if you love, if you believe and you love the the other business that you're approaching, obviously it's a little bit easier if it's more complimentary in the health and wellness space, but it might not be. If they're running any promotions or specials and you want to ask them, do you have any coupons? Do you have any discount codes? Do you have any flyers? Do you have anything that we could share with our patients or clients? We could put it on the front desk. We could put it at the desk when they walk in the front door. One thing that's interesting is years ago, I worked for LA Fitness, one of the one of the big gyms in South Jersey, and I was doing um, was doing membership sales one of the summers during college years ago. And the one thing that we would do is we would give a new packet, a new client or new member welcome packet and folder from LA Fitness. So on the front, LA Fitness logo, etc. Other you know important information inside about the hours and the amenities and all that type of stuff, and also in this folder that the new member got. They just signed up for new membership with us. They just paid. We just ran their credit card. We're giving them the new paperwork. We're putting the receipts, whatever it might be in this folder, a big like nine by 11 folder. One thing that was interesting inside these folders was also inserts from other local businesses. And that was something that the other, the GM or the the sales manager of that location, or maybe they did it across all the LA fitness gyms. I have no idea. But there were local flyers stuffed or inserted into this packet, this folder that they were giving. We were giving new members once they signed up with us. So we were promoting these other local businesses when a new member signed up with us. And then they took it home. Then they could redeem those coupons and whatever, or they could just throw them out or whatever. But at least those new members saw those other local restaurants or other things that were available for them in in the community. So one thing that you could do is if you don't already for your new patients, your new clients that start your therapy program, they start a plan of care, you, you evaluate them. And then at the end of the evaluation, you could have a new patient, new client packet or a folder with your branding on the front of the folder and the inside of the folder or whatever. And you could have other local businesses Obviously, it's easier if it's it's more curtailed around health and wellness. So let's say you go to the local yoga studios, local Pilates studios, massage therapy, acupuncture, whatever. If you don't already have those services in your practice, local personal trainers that are you know aligned with what you do and, and all that have the same beliefs around movement and health and wellness and all that, you could ask them if they have any discount codes or specials or... And, and some of them might not want to give you any discount codes or specials or they might not have any. But if you want, you could insert their business cards or their flyers or whatever into this new patient packet. And you approaching these local business owners, if you haven't already, but if if you haven't, they will love this. They will be over the moon. These local business owners that own a yoga studio, Pilates studio, bar, boutique, gym, personal trainer, whatever it might be. And then obviously you could do restaurants. You could do anything that's obviously a little more health and wellness geared or whatever, but it could be any local business owner 
nearby. And if you wanted to, you could have some of these inserts placed into this new patient folder that you're then giving this new patient at the end of the evaluation. They've already scheduled their next couple of visits or they scheduled out their plan of care with the front desk, whatever, but they can get this. They can look at it later, but the local business owners will love that you are leading with, how can I help you? How can I help you, the person who owns this local gym, this local Pilates studio, yoga studio, whatever, this local massage therapist, acupuncturist, if you don't already have that in your practice, they will love that you are asking to basically promote them and get them in front of your trusted patients and clients. And that will go a long way in the next one or two weeks. If you were to do that today, or if you did that last week, in the next one to two weeks, you will most likely get some word of mouth referrals from those business owners because they're going to sing your praises and say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you know this physical therapist nearby, they are putting our flyers and, and our brochure type of components, printed materials inside of their new patient client paperwork, their new folders so that you're sharing the abundance of, of what's possible with sharing referrals, sharing these relationships. And you will then get word of mouth referrals from these business owners or the, the business owner might say, oh, actually I have a team member. I have an employee. I have a friend or family member or themselves. Oh, I have, you know, I had this chronic back pain or neck pain that I haven't, you know, had uh, evaluated or I've never had it looked at or whatever, or tell me about physical therapy. How could that help? Whatever. So it opens up conversation. It opens up the possibilities. And again, we're talking about getting more new patients, more new evaluations on your calendar in the next one to two weeks. And this is all without paid ads or a marketing budget. So if you don't already have, you know, a new patient packet, new patient folder, then obviously that would be, you know, a few bucks or, or a few hundred bucks at the very least to, uh, or excuse me, at the very most to actually print out and then have some of these things inserted in there where you're kind of promoting and highlighting some of the other local professionals or the local businesses that you guys love, that you, that you love to patronize and, and, and go to and, and share with the community. So also asking some of these local business owners, some of these local influencers, some of these local, the wellness studio, Pilates, personal trainer, gym, whatever, asking these local professionals, these local business owners, who is your ideal client? Who is your ideal customer? It could be, I mean, obviously, if it's a restaurant, that's obviously straightforward. But if you're asking a local professional, this could be an accountant, this could be an attorney, this could be any local influencer, any other uh, any other individual, either white collar or blue collar, who is your ideal customer? Who is your ideal client? Even if it's a blue collar laborer, asking them, hey, who's your ideal customer? Like who, if I hear someone in my network that wants what you provide or needs what you provide, tell me like, if you could wave a magic wand, who is like your perfect customer? Someone who pays you on time and someone that, you know, lifts up your spirits when you're working with them and they share, you know, the results of what you do with the community or whatever. So who's your ideal client? Tell me who that might be. Like, can you describe like either location or budget or like whatever it might be? And then that type of business owner will be like, wow, this in the back of their head, they're thinking this type of this physical therapist, this practice owner is asking me what's in it for me. Like, because they're leading, meaning you, you are leading with help and value upfront. So you're leading with help and value that is sharing the goodwill and it'll come back to you. And in some of these cases, it might come back in the next one or two weeks. In some of these cases, it might come back in the next one or two months. But the more you do this, the more you're kind of touching base with either the past patients that have already that already know, like, and trust you, or you're touching base with referral partners, 
uh, local gym owners, local business owners, and touching base with folks that could potentially sing your praises. So it's it's an indirect way of marketing. It won't be as measurable versus if you say you're going to spend a thousand dollars on Google Ads and you can kind of dial up and dial down. You can kind of it's very measurable. This is a little less measurable, but we're talking about no paid ads and no marketing budget. So that's all for today. If you found this helpful, valuable, subscribe to the Dave Kittle Show here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. We'll catch you next time and have a good one. Bye. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com. Or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.